You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Yeah. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Oh, once she grabs, she won't let go. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock. None of that soft stuff. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. None of that heavy metal stuff. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Just a little bit of jazz. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. What do you think? Just I like love that. it. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to a Tuesday and not just any Tuesday. It is the 6th of June. Today is OG Antifa Day. It is. It's, you know, um, it's D-Day. Right. And look, I'm not a big war buff. Um, and I, I almost had to be dragged kicking and screaming to the big World War Two Memorial Museum in New Orleans. But David really wanted to go when we were in uh, New Orleans last month. And I got to tell you, it was incredible. And I had never spent so much time looking into learning about D-Day, because frankly, war, I, 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 I try to just not, um, you know, I don't like celebrating war, even even victories. I, I, I don't like war, but we went. And I'll tell you that World War II Museum in New Orleans is impressive. Um, but if you go, you need to set aside more than the two and a half, three hours we allotted for it. You need like a day or two. We didn't have time for it, but um, I we spent a, an inordinate amount of time in the room learning about the invasion of Normandy, about um, D-Day. It was 79 years ago today, uh, the largest invasion of like a naval uh, armada onto the beaches of Normandy, France at five different spots. And the thing is, what they were doing is um, what Antifa does. <laughs> they were fighting fascism. They were fighting Nazism. They were fighting evil in the world. And my goodness, how things have changed in 79 years. So I'm not going to do a big war show or anything today. I was just thinking about the significance of the date, it being June 6th. So no, not not 69 years, Kelly Donahue, 79 years it was it, we're getting old remember 79 years ago um and yeah i'm sure there'll be lots of uh movies on tv anyway those were the original antifers antifa earth <laughs> um yes and diane says it's also the day we lost rfk back in 1968 it is so um bobby kennedy was assassinated on this day in 1968 again i was you know Thankfully, too young to grasp the 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 seriousness of the occasion. Uh, in 1968, on this day, I was eight years old. So I do remember a string of funerals on TV. I remember that I remember, but I don't I don't remember much else about it, and I certainly didn't know. But this also 
gives us reason to talk about Bobby Kennedy Jr. I know, must we? Here's the thing. He's running for president. Look, it was bad enough that Elmo, you know, used his new Twitter to um, give uh, Ron DeSantis a platform to announce, such as it was, his presidential bid. But apparently, Bobby Kennedy Jr. did another Twitter Spaces event with Elon Musk. I think it was his last night. No, I didn't tune in for it, but there's audio. It's audio because Twitter Spaces is not a video uh, platform. It's just audio. I guess it went better last night than the thing with... uh, you know, with a moron death sentence uh, a couple of weeks ago. But um, a little bit of, here's here's Bobby Kennedy Jr. Um, on the Twitter spaces with Elmo and some other people, um, I guess defending his anti-vax stance. We'll never need to talk about vaccines again. No, but, you don't. But if somebody asks me about vaccines... I'm going to tell them the truth. Yeah, well, to, to what and is- a lot of times people ask me about them and then they immediately want to shut me up because it's like turning on a fire hose. And I, you know, I, I have a lot of domain knowledge. I know a lot about the issue. And uh, and so I would, you know, what I would say also generally to the press, if you don't want to hear about vaccines from me, don't ask me about them and you know, you'll never have to listen to me. You know, it's not about not hearing about vaccines from you. They just don't want to hear the disinformation. It's really sad that he's taken a great name (laughs) and sullied it. So, Um, you know, the whole thing about uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is is upsetting. Now, Cornell West is running um, not as a Democrat, though, on a third party ticket, which, you know, Part of me really likes Cornell West. Part of me likes some things about Bobby Kennedy Jr. But um, in this case, I think the danger outweighs the the good. So I'm on Facebook, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And I go, I stay on Facebook, just so you know, um, because old friends from high school and even more importantly, um, Friends from the music industry from my years in Los Angeles tend to be on Facebook. They're on Facebook certainly more than they're on Twitter, and I like to stay in touch with a a lot of those people. So, yes, I remain on Facebook for those reasons. But, so I'm on Facebook, and years ago, I got to meet the actor and comedian named Rick Overton. You may not know his name. If you saw his picture, you'd go, oh, yeah, I, I remember him. He's He's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows, sort of like a character actor. But, you know, he's a comedian, just sort of a, I guess, a C-level. He's the kind of guy you recognize, but you don't know his name. Anyway, I met him through John Fugelsang, who's an old friend, and, and um, Rick Overton uh, was one of us. He was a, a kind of... Um, you know, a progressive comedian guy. And we had a, a friendly acquaintanceship over the years. Although we hadn't spoken in probably at least 10. Um, and I see him on Facebook uh, going off on with spouting anti-vax crap and touting Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s run for the presidency. And I think I I think I commented something to the effect of what happened to you? You know, again, sometimes I I I I I tweet first or I post first and think later, you know, maybe I w- could have been a bit more diplomatic in my what the fuck happened to you, but nonetheless, he's being an anti-vaxer and he got really aggressively ugly with me and 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 basically here was his reasoning um vaccines are evil because his brother had a very adverse reaction according to him to the uh covid vaccine and died 
if I'm remember, there, there was one other person who I had a similar experience with. So two people who were relatively normal, intelligent uh, human beings and um, intelligent was in there who are both now spout, spouting these anti-vax views. Well, the, the one, the woman whose name I'm not going to say because she's not a public figure, um, said, I guess she had a bad, re- I, I can't even remember the specifics. I guess I should have, I should have read up on it. But the bottom line is both these people claim that the COVID vaccine affected either them personally or a family member. Um, and because of that, the, you know, the vaccines should be off the table and uh, this is hard. So <clears throat> now let's, let's talk about this sensibly. Right. Because and I just got my second bivalent booster and I had to fight for it because if you're 65 or older, they encourage you to get the second bivalent booster. I got the original when the bivalent uh, boosters came out back in September because I don't want covid. And yes, so far we've been successful in not getting covid in this house. I know we're in the minority, but a little bit of planning and vaccination and mask wearing and, you know, knowing your surroundings helps. But anyway, so um, both this one woman and and uh, Rick Overton um, cited uh, circumstances. Rick Overton, he said it was his brother. His brother got the vaccine and had such a horrible reaction that he died. And I don't remember the specifics of this woman, but... She had a bad reaction to the vaccine also, and I guess has been trying to dig out from it. In both those cases, if true, my heart goes out to them. It's horrible. However, you know, there are reactions to any vaccine, to any medication, and that's when the statisticians come in, right? And they look at them and, uh, you know, empirically, the the um, though some people look have had adverse reactions to all medications, every test they they measure the efficacy versus the you know the pluses and the minuses, and what comes out of all these studies for every um, for every uh, uh, medication that gets cleared. Chances are a few people have an adverse reaction, maybe even death, right? So, but they they measure the numbers and somebody in there comes out to be statistically insignificant. Now, if it's your brother or your sister or yourself, obviously that's not insignificant to you. But to the scientific universe, when they look at the absolute numbers and say that millions of people have been made safer by these vaccines. And, um, you know, and yes, there were five instances of death out of millions of people who were helped by the vaccine. If you're one of those five people or related to one of those five people, that's your entire world. But on the global scale, it is statistically insignificant. And look, you, nobody wants to be reduced to being called statistically insignificant. But the fact of the matter is, and I'm pulling these numbers out of thin air, if five people out of <clears throat> 20 million die, have an adverse reaction, do you take the risk Or do you say nobody gets to be helped by this modern medical miracle because five people out of 20 million died? Frankly, I would take those those numbers. I would take those risks. Now, if it was my brother or sister or someone else very close to me who died, maybe I'd feel differently. But that said... Um, uh, 
um, when I asked Rick Overton on Facebook, like, what the fuck? What happened to you? He went off on me and I wish I had saved it. He blocked me. So I don't even have the original post. But it was something like, how dare you, you horrible person. My brother died as a result of this vaccine. Well, I would like to see proof that it was as a result of the vaccine and not some underlying uh, condition that he had because there are interactions with drugs. I don't know the whole story. I am so sorry that his brother died. But, you know, and and to the woman whose name I'm not going to say, who took such offense when I pointed out the whole statistical thing in the medically insignificant, uh, you know, statistically insignificant adverse reactions. She took it so personally. And how dare I? Well, right. So Diane in the chat room says that's why they made us wait after the first vaccinations to make sure we didn't get a reaction. We had a global pandemic, a novel coronavirus, meaning a new virus that had not been seen on the planet before. That was killing people. And a vaccine was developed. Yes, the vaccine was developed quickly. But the technology behind the mRNA vaccine had been developed over decades. This had been a long time in the making. And they finally used that messenger RNA to mRNA to use that as a as a mechanism to propel The vaccination, I guess, through the system, I'm speaking, obviously, as a very um, as a very uh, uh, lay person here. But still. um, And so, look, I got I had a reaction every time I got a shot from the first vaccine. Not immediately. I sat for the 15 minutes and then left like everybody else. But by the next day, excuse me, I was feeling really shitty. Um, and then after another day, it cleared up and each time I got the booster and I am fully vaxxed and fully boosted, I got the two initial shots. I got the first round of boosters. And then when the bivalent boosters came out, I made sure to get the first one immediately when it, when it came out. And I fought to get the second one and had to say, look, yes, I'm not 65 yet, but I'm a lung cancer survivor down along. And so I'm, I am therefore compromised and, and they finally relented and gave it to me. And now I'm learning that this bivalent booster protects against newer strains of the, of the COVID coronavirus that the original shots don't. And less than 20% of eligible adults in this country have taken that vaccine, which is really sad. And the reason is because of this massive disinformation campaign. And you have people like Rick Overton and Bobby Kennedy Jr. And this woman whose name I'm not going to say because she's not a public figure, berating people for getting vaccinated. I'm sorry that, you know, a statistically insignificant number of people had adverse reactions. That happens with any drug. Are you going to deny the rest of the planet the the protection afforded in these vaccines because a statistically insignificant number of people had a bad reaction or even died? You can't. Anyway, hi, David. Hi. So do you remember when my knee first blew up? Yep. And the doctor told me to take ibuprofen, yeah. which you don't even need a prescription for. Yes. And how many millions of doses of ibuprofen are taken in this country yes. every and, day? And, and yep. my whole fucking leg blew up. Yep. I got a reaction. That's right. So I shouldn't take ibuprofen. Right. Does that mean no one else should take ibuprofen? No, it does not mean no one everything, else should take Everything ibuprofen. has side effects. Water has side effects. That's right. Air has side effects. Sex has side effects. Life has side effects. Fuck you, Bobby Kennedy Jr. You're a yeah, disgrace no, to your name. He is. He is. And so, you know, his wife is Cheryl Hines, the actress. And if you're going, who's Cheryl Hines? If you watched um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, she played, uh, what's his name? Da- uh, David's wife, uh, Larry David's wife, Cheryl Hines. And so I guess she was on this Twitter spaces thing, too. And she was asked a ridiculously stupid question, but what do you expect? She's there, they were doing Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. And she was asked, 
how her Hollywood friends reacted to Bobby's run for the presidency? Honestly, it's been really interesting and at times exciting. Um, it's it's really fun for me to witness Bobby in his element. Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to stop it just because she did. So there was nothing in what her she said there that makes you go, oh, that's a good point. And apparently, okay, here's where I get all all um, geeky on you. So some of you know I have a guilty pleasure. My one of my guilty pleasures is watching General Hospital. It's a, it's total escapism. It's campy, ridiculous, over the top silliness. It's an escape. So there's an actress on General Hospital um, named Nancy Lee Gran. She plays Alexis. Alexis Davis, you know, she's actually a, 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 a um, uh, um, what's a, a um, Cassidine, but she, she, you know, she's eschewed the Cassidine, so she uses the name Davis. Anyway, uh, in real life, Nancy Lee Gran is, uh, I guess, one of us. She's very progressive, very outspoken. A um, couple of people were actually fired from the show during COVID because they refused to get vaccinated. Look, they're doing the soap opera. They're on top of each other every day filming. And two of the people refused to get vaccinated. And she was very outspoken. So, yes, General Hospital is still on. It's in its 60th year. Um, anyway, she apparently called out Cheryl Hines on Twitter, like poked the beast um, because of her standing next to her husband, who is telling people not to get vaccinated. He is pushing disinformation. And normally I wouldn't even mention Bobby Kennedy Jr., but I have to because apparently he is making some inroads. Bobby Kennedy Jr. will not get the Democratic nomination for the presidency. He will just simply will not. He will not become president. He will not garner enough votes to do that. But you know what he will do? He could garner enough support to uh, ensure that Donald Trump or some other fascist gets back into the White House. That's what he could do. And it's not only him. It's also Marianne Williamson. And look, I've interviewed Marianne Williamson over the years. There are things about her that I really like. I like that she is echoing um, Bernie Sanders' policies. I like that she's picking up that mantle and and calling for things that make sense. However, Marianne Williamson cannot and will not win the Democratic nomination for the presidency. But what she can do is make sure that Joe Biden's support is fractured enough to clear the way for Donald Trump or or Ron DeSantis or some other maggot asshole Republican to get in. And therein lies the problem. And now we find out Cornell West is also running. Cornell West, not as a Democrat, but as a third party spoiler. Because that's all any third party candidate will do right now. Look, do I like the conservatives? Come on, you know me better than that. Right. Do I like, um, you know, what, who, what they call moderate Democrats? Come on, man. Come on, man. You know me better than that. However, on this OG Antifa day, I say don't give the fascists an inch. And that's what these people are doing. Look, again, Joe Biden was not my first choice. He was not my eighth choice during the primaries back in, what year was it, 2018, 2020, 2020? He was not. However, I would take Joe Biden on his worst day over Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchinson, uh, Chris Christie, 
who filed his paperwork today over any one of those. And granted, Chris Christie is a lot less fascist than Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. But mark my words, they are still anti-democratic. They still want to tell women what we can and can't do with our bodies. They still want to tell us, even though they have no teaching background, what books should be pulled from the shelves of our child's classroom. They still want to tell us, even though they have no medical or scientific training, that a drug used to safely induce abortion for over 20 years is now unsafe and should be pulled. These are the people who for years told us they're the party of small government, yet want to stick their government into our bedrooms, into our doctor's offices, into our underwear. I mean, come Come on, on, man. Come on, man. So that's what today is. You know, it's Tuesday, and and Laffy is usually here on Tuesdays, and she wasn't here last Tuesday because she wasn't feeling well. She had like a GI, a stomach thing that went on and on and on. I think she had food poisoning. And now finally, yesterday she started feeling a little better, and she threw her back out. So she's not here. So today it's just us. Yes, David, you're back. Judge struck down the law in Florida uh, banning gender care yes and 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 that was a trump appointed judge as well if i read correctly so there are some bright lights out there on this og antifa day and that's how i'm going to refer to d-day from now on because all of those soldiers who got off those boats on the beaches at normandy they were all fighting fascism And if you don't see it in today's Republican Party, then you've got blinders on. So today, oh, there's news today that plays into this. And I'll get to that in a moment. But let me take a quick commercial break to tell you about a couple of things. One is I do want to tell you about BetterHelp. I've I've told you about them before. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com, is a new service it's a totally 100% online um, um, and it's therapy. And, and I get your, th- well, I, I should backtrack a little bit. Not the therapy. Well, the therapy is done online. It's either done on the phone. It's done uh, by, by video. <clears throat> it's done via uh, text. However, you, you know, you are most comfortable connecting with your therapist that's how you do it. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating concept, especially as I have navigated the mental health system for so many years, and I've had to undergo the not fun task of looking for a new therapist and dealing with insurance at the same time, and knowing that it gets more and more difficult with each passing year to find a therapist, not only one that you connect with, um, but one that, you know is geographically uh, compatible and in other ways compatible with you. It's harder and harder, um, just as it's hard to get a primary care physician these days, let's face it. But now we're talking about mental health. And when you need help, you need help. And so BetterHelp provides better help. So what happens is you go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. That way they know I sent you. And if you decide to sign up, you get 10% off services for your first month. And hey, every bit helps, right? Um, so what happens is you get a little questionnaire, you fill it out, and they match you with a therapist. My first match was perfect. I really, really like her. And I've had a number of sessions already. And I'm, 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 I'm happy with how they're going. Happy in my depression with how these sessions are going. But if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't think that's a good match, you just say, nope match me with someone else and they will keep until you find the therapist that you want. And then communicating with them is so easy, certainly easier than getting in your car, driving to some office, sitting and waiting and sitting uncomfortably in a room. Um, it's a whole, you know, it's a, it's a brave new world. So what are you waiting for? Um, visit betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler today. Get 10% off your first month. 
Find more balance with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nicole Sandler. Now, I got to tell you, I am also looking to supplement my therapy with something more drastic. Commercial's over. Now I'm talking to you. Um, uh, and, and look, yes, I do these commercials, but I, I, I will only do a commercial for a company if I believe in their mission, their product, their work. You know, I, I check them out before I ever take on a sponsor. So better help I'm comfortable with. <clears throat> I'm not saying my next thing is a, is a sponsor. But I'm waiting for my insurance company to approve the ketamine therapy because I am I, I, I really want to try it. Um, look, people who've listened to the show for a long time know that I've struggled with depression on and off. And for the last, I'd say, two months, I have been in a bad spiral and <clears throat> I, I recognize it. And I know I did this TMS therapy a few years ago and it really helped. And obviously it's worn off. So um, the thing, I would do TMS again, but it's a gradual um, sort of subtle change. And frankly, uh, there's nothing subtle about the depression that I've been feeling. So I want something more uh, immediate. And I've done a lot of reading on ketamine and I'm going to give it a shot just waiting for insurance to approve it. So I promise you this, I will keep you posted. I will let you know how it goes. Because I'm honest with you about everything else. So why not? So um, hopefully, I got an email last night from CBS, CVS Specialty Pharmacy. So, um, and apparently that's the pharmacy that the ketamine prescription spray comes through. So I'm thinking that I was approved and, um, you know, everything takes time. Which when you're suffering de- from depression, really really sucks. <laughs> so I'm trying to breathe deep and be patient and all that. The other thing before we move on is I got to tell you about my blend jet too. So yesterday I mentioned I got an email that I wanted to share with you. Now I remember where I, where I, um, I put it. So the, the, um, the, the blend jet too, I didn't expect to like this thing as much as I do. It is the coolest little machine, and I look forward to my afternoon smoothie every day. And again, I have my coffee drink just because I've been hitting a wall in the afternoon, and it gives me a little pick-me-up. And I make it the way I want to make it. Well, I get an email from listener Nancy, who finally, after hearing me talk about the BlendJet 2 for so long, broke down, went to BlendJet.com, used the promo code FEEDME12, and got 12% off her entire order and free two-day shipping. And then played around with her blend jet for a while and wrote me this email. Just I got it on Saturday. And she wrote, such a cool machine. Thanks for the recommendation. Love it since I love breakfast smoothies. Quality product. And then she said, hey, I found another great use for it since it's summer. Salad dressings, vinaigrettes, Caesars, you name it. I made a dressing for a chicken Waldorf salad last night. Yummy. And she said, take care, my friend. Hope you can move out of meatball hell someday soon. Nancy, we're working on it. But I'm so glad. I'm hearing from actually a lot of you who have gotten the BlendJet 2 because it is such a cool machine. And their newest thing is a new uh, screw on top that has a little slide thing. So you don't have to unscrew it to stick the straw in or to drink from it. Um, it's it, it's my handiest new little toy, BlendJet 2. Uh, get it, go to blendjet.com, use the promo code FEEDME12 and get 12% off your whole order and uh, free two-day shipping and enjoy. And remember, Father's Day is coming up, so it makes a, a cool Father's Day gift. Okay, now on to this other story that I had to share with you because I I woke up early this morning as I tend to do, and then I went back to sleep <laughs> because yeah, Jackson gets me up. Like if I'm not already awake by 5.30, he's like, I want to go out. I want to eat. And of course, my dog runs my life. So get up with him, feed him breakfast, do all that, and then thought, I need to go back to sleep. Well, then I woke up. It was around 11, 11.30, and my phone is blowing up with all these news alerts. And what is the news alert? What is the story? Well, the story is 
the PG. Now, look, I'm not a golf person. I don't play golf. I don't watch golf. I don't get the attraction of golf, but I know how big of a sport it is. And I did watch sort of with horror as the story um, broke earlier this year. Was it earlier this year? Um, it was when, whenever it happened that there was this new, um, it was last summer actually, I guess, that the new Live Golf Tour formed. The Live, L-I-V, Golf Tour was was forming in direct competition with the PGA, who is, you know, the MLB of golf, right? They are the legitimate golfing authority in this country. They had to put on all the big pro golf tournaments and all that. So um, then I started hearing about this live thing and how all these, these um, big professional golfers were were um joining them were were leaving the PGA and going to live and the problem was that it's owned and financed and run by the Saudi government so here's a new story about this live tour from last summer uh just to give you a bit of background on it if in case you were wearing blinders and and aren't familiar with what this is all about. Outrage from families of 9-11 victims in a new ad blasting the upcoming Live Golf Tournament for its Saudi Arabian backing. It's happening at former President Trump's club. This golf tournament is taking place 50 miles from ground zero. It's disgusting. The ad released by the group 9-11 Justice following a separate protest near Trump Bedminster Golf Club where the first round will take place this weekend. We are going to make it as painful as possible and unenjoyable as possible for those involved. And now the National Press Club piling on with a scathing statement calling on Americans to boycott the tournament due to the Saudi government's alleged involvement in the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. Saying, do not attend, do not watch it on television, let it fail. The Saudis deny involvement in both 9-11 and Khashoggi's murder. Live responding to criticism telling NBC News, quote, these families have our deepest sympathy. While some may not agree, we believe golf is a force for good around the world. The backlash comes amid a seismic shift in professional golf, following the founding of Live Golf, which aims to compete with the PGA Tour. Live, which is partly funded by a $2 billion investment from Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, uh-huh. enjoys the backing of Donald Trump. Of course He's it does. He's had a strange relationship with the PGA Tour after the league withdrew a tournament from one of his courses during his 2016 campaign and another after January 6th. Uh-oh. The PGA announced in early June that all of the 17 PGA players who signed up to participate in the first Live Golf Tournament would be suspended from the organization. Good. Several of those players chose to resign their memberships. Good. As a result of the ban, PGA Tour is now facing a federal probe over possible anti-competitive practices. Live Golf, meanwhile, enticing players with massive cash purses. This weekend's $20 million purse nearly double that of any on the PGA Tour and even more than the famed U.S. Open. Aye. It was enough to win over golf superstar Phil Mickelson, who responded to criticism at last month's press event. This is uh, an opportunity that gives me a, a chance to have the most balance uh, in my life uh, oh, going forward. You. Meanwhile, other prominent golfers such as Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy choosing to stick to the PGA. Any decision that you make in your life that's purely for money usually doesn't end up going the right way. Yeah, A harsh criticism of his colleagues, but one shared by many of the 9-11 families protesting the tournament. What this tournament will do is showcase how easily people can be corrupted by money. But the ire isn't directed just at golfers. Protesters are concerned with the current president's trip to Saudi Arabia, too. Yeah, that was kind of was bad optics here. The fist bump. Such a, you know, such a nonchalant way of, of meeting with him. You need to have a really serious conversation with him about September 11th. And he blew it. Rahima Ellis, NBC News. Okay, so that last woman who spoke on camera, her name is Terry Strada. Terry Strada is now, hold on, let me, pull, let me pull up this press release. Terry Strada is the uh, national chair of the group 9-11 Families United. 
And when the news broke, oh, so so here's the news from today. I wake up this morning, and I see that that um, the <laughs> PGA. Wait, I got. Let me just let me just pull up the actual um, article from the Washington Post because I really shouldn't paraphrase this because it's really upsetting. The headline reads: PGA Tour agrees to merge with Saudi-backed LIV golf? What? Oh, my God. Um, So reading from the Washington Post, the PGA Tour on Tuesday announced that it was merging operations with Live Golf, the Saudi-funded breakaway league that had roiled professional golf by luring some of the game's best players with hefty paychecks, a lighter schedule, and less competitive tournaments. The stunning announcement came after months of pointed rhetoric, bitter feelings, and heated debate about the human rights record of the breakaway tour's Saudi backers. It also came amid ongoing uh, litigation between Liv and the PGA Tour, which had both filed lawsuits against each other. In August, Liv Gall filed an antitrust suit saying the tour, by banning players who had defected to Liv, was intentionally trying to curtail competition. The PGA Tour countered with a lawsuit that claims that Liv committed, quote, tortious interference by encouraging golfers to violate the terms of their existing tour contracts. So what happens now? The two sides have agreed to mutually, quote, end all pending litigation between the participating parties. This in a statement from the PGA Tour announcing the agreement, which also includes the DP World Tour, the Europe-based league. Yes, as Zenny just said in the chat room, money talks, eh? Wow, wow. So I woke up, my phone had been blowing up. I look and I see the PGA Tour is merging with the Live Tour. Are you kidding me? Phil Mickelson tweeted, awesome day today. Oh, my God. So now the woman who last woman who spoke in that video that that report from last summer that I just played, um, her name again is Terry Strada. She's the national chair of 9-11 Families United. Her husband was killed on 9-11. And they sent a letter. Today, to Matthew G. Olson, Assistant Attorney General for National Security for the U.S. Department of Justice National Security Division. And here's what they wrote. Dear Mr. Olson, I'm writing on behalf of 9-11 Families United, an an organization of family members whose loved ones were murdered in the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, as well as many of those who survived, were injured in, or sickened from the attacks. Our community numbers well over 10,000. We have been fighting for justice, accountability, and transparency for more than two decades as we've uncovered the facts around the worst terrorist attack in American history. This effort keeps making headway despite repeated obfuscation and obstruction by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and its U.S.-based foreign agents. However, it has come to our attention that while some of Saudi Arabia's paid agents have filed under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, others have not. We believe this requires your urgent attention. And then it it goes on. The kingdom spares no dollar to engage all of its paid agents. Most recently, we have watched Saudi Arabia spend upwards of a billion dollars in a failed effort to sports wash its horrific human rights record through its support of professional golf. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, a government-controlled entity chaired by Crown Prince and Prime Minister Mohammed bin Salman al-Saud, owns and directly funds the Live Golf League, even as court filings show it has generated virtually no revenue. Through Live, the Saudi government is spending millions of dollars on U.S.-based consultants with deep ties to key political figures and other prominent figures in Washington, D.C. She continues, as you know, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, requires a person who agrees to, quote, act as an agent under the direction or control of a foreign principal to register with the Department of Justice. The FARA unit has held previously that those who provide 
Public Relations Council to a foreign government meet the statutory definition of an agent of a foreign principle. To that end, we direct your attention to this news story published by Politico on May 30th. Ramaswamy fires consultants who worked simultaneously for Give Live Golf. This story reports that two longtime political consultants registered retroactively on May 25th as foreign agents for the Saudi-funded Live Golf League. According to Politico, quote, the firm revealed that it had drafted marketing materials, conducted media training for players, and advised the Golf League on its corporate social responsibility strategy, according to a new Foreign Agents Registration Act filing. It goes on and on. Um, and then it, it talks about, you know, violations of FARA have been committed. We urge you to take action. They give more examples. And then they, they, they end, they, they, uh, and I'll post this letter along with today's episode on the blog at NicoleSandler.com slash 6-6-23, where it'll be posted today, no paywall. But they, they wrap it up by writing, we do not view this issue as one of technical violations of a statute. We are Americans who have suffered at the hands of foreign terrorists and have spent more than two decades trying to hold those terrorist funders and supporters to account. Throughout this time, we have seen foreign agents work against us. Some of them disclosed, some of them not. These foreign agents seek to prevent the American people, especially terrorist victims, from uncovering the information behind the September 11th attacks. And we have a moral and legal right to know who they are and to be able to track their activities in the United States. Our work to hold Saudi Arabia accountable and pursuit of truth and justice will not stop. But we need to know that those foreign agents working against us are fully disclosed and are complying with that law. Thank you for your time and consideration. Sincerely, Terry Strada, National Chair, 9-11 Families United. And here we go. Look, I don't watch golf. I don't give a shit about golf. But this is unfucking believable So I reached out to Dave Zirin, you know, because he's the my friendly sports writer who I um, who I, uh, you know, he is he, he hosts the Edge of Sports podcast. And he is the sports editor for the nation magazine and he writes about the intersection of sports and politics and dave has been coming on the air with me for you know 15 20 years now i haven't heard back from him i did i messaged him after the news broke and still haven't heard back from him but i did i did check his um twitter stream and sometime today he put the he wrote this he he posted to uh, a story from cnbc about this uh, the headline is PGA Tour agrees to merge with Saudi-backed rival Live Golf. And he wrote, what if I told you that there were people who believed that the PGA was some kind of a moral, even patriotic alternative to Live Golf? The PGA is what it has always been, a bunch of ham-faced, julep-drinking, amoral scoundrels. The next tweet in the thread, he wrote, the PGA bigwigs, so shocked and outraged by Saudi Arabia's incursion into their game, will now drink scotch, smoke cigars, and with their new partners, laugh loudly over the sounds of the bone saws. Woo! Uh, he, but he continues, this is sports washing. A push by Saudi Arabia to use sports in order to be accepted as part of the community of leading nations. Their message? Forget the human rights violations. Just take the fucking money. The PGA just took the fucking money. And then uh, Zyron, Dave, Dave Zyron wrote, Worst part, we'll be seeing PGA validate Phil Michelson's, Mikkel, Michelson's decision to get in bed with Liv. Phil, who said, quote, The Saudis are scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. But it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, end quote. And Dave Zirin ended this Twitter thread by saying, before saying that the Saudi Live Tour was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates, Michelson Mickelson expressed his concern that, quote, they execute people over there for being gay. 
Dave Zirin writing. He clearly wasn't that concerned. The PGA isn't either. Happy Pride! Aren't you proud? Aren't you proud? Yes, Georgia Resistance just tweeted to me, Welcome to a world where money is everything! And yeah, if I could play music, I would launch into Cindy Lauper, Money Changes Everything, because it just popped into my head. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our world. This is where we are. And it is truly frightening and fucked up. You know, (laughs) this is where we are. It's just astounding. So, um, you know, I I don't know about if any of you are uh, golf fans. Will this change the way you look at the game? Will you go to these golf tournaments? Will you still watch them on TV? I mean, I can't imagine anything more boring. The golfer steps up to the tee. He pulls out the nine iron. That's a big, long go. That's a a long stretch between the tee and the whole. I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't know golf vernacular, but that's what it is. And they talk like this and it goes on. And um, really, Uh, I, 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 I guess it would be good if if you need to go to sleep um it would put me to sleep but um yeah who who the pga did they need the money i i i i i just don't yes golf is boring as hell as hell money 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 um all right who is Stra- oh, that's that thing okay live league did not respond to a request for comment but even more, more disturbing is Trump, you know, because he got into bed with these people early on, right? So in July of last year, when, this, when that story broke, the story that I just played about my, Phil Mickelson or whatever his name is, switching to live, um, and all the money that was being thrown around, uh, Trump, on his ridiculously Orwellian named Truth Social, wrote, quote, All of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place. And then today... He was gloating, you know, after and more all caps, I guess, on, on uh, truth, social. Great news from Live Golf, a big, beautiful and glamorous deal from the wonderful world of golf. Congrats to all. Ick, I got two songs for Donald Trump. Count them two, because one is one we haven't sung in a while. But I think you can all join me in this one. <laughs> It's a brand new story about the brand new world's biggest asshole. 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 His name is Donald Trump. And he's the new world's biggest asshole. Oh, yeah. He is. And and what makes it even worse is who, who wrote it. Somebody in the chat room just said he was right. Well, that's what makes it even worse because he he was right because he saw it coming. The merger, the merger came today. So all of those, you know, Tiger Woods and the other guys who said, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, I guess they get to hold their dicks in their hands. You know, fun, fun, fun times. And to Donald Trump. I say, I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up. 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 You know, there is the, the saying that misery loves company. And I'm thinking we've got what? We've got uh, seven minutes left. I could go into another story like, you know, the one about the idiot governor here in Florida is doing it again. 
He's putting migrants from Texas onto airplanes, and this time, instead of Martha's Vineyard, he's sending them to California. By the way, Gavin Newsom is threatening DeSantis with kidnapping charges. Yeah, he he tweeted out, do I have it here? Um, uh, he tweeted out some, uh, a, a tweet threatening DeSantis with kidnapping after he flew these uh, um, migrants to, to uh, Sacramento. I mean, the stunts are just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But I figured in the last, to make us feel not quite so bad about where we are and how things are here, um, we can say at least we're not alone in our stupidity, in our slide back towards fascism. And, and, and look at our friends in Australia. You see, every now and then we get a, uh, we, we get a glimpse into the politics of Australia. Because um, there's a company that, um, uh, I forget the name of it, Me- uh, what, what's the name of their company? Hold Juice Media, Juice Media, who puts out these videos purportedly from the government of South Australia. And, you know, look, I know in Florida, the fascist Florida man, DeSantis, you know, signed this new law that basically lets, um, lets uh, motorists run over pedestrians if they're protesting in the street. It's anti-protest laws. Well, apparently we here in the United States are not alone because the government of South Australia has gotten in on the act too. Hello, I'm from the South Australian government, here to introduce our new law to put an end to peaceful protests in our state. That might sound like a bad law, and civil rights groups, legal experts, even our unions are saying it's a bad law. But here at the South Australian government, we reflected on it and said, are we out of touch? (laughs) No, it's the people who are wrong. Uh. Introducing the Obstruction of Public Places Bill. If passed, this law will impose huge increases in fines and even jail time for obstructing Uh a public place. What constitutes obstructing is super vague. That's because we bashed this bill together in 20 minutes with help from the shit party and rushed it through with no consultation. Which means it'll pretty much target anyone. Unions and workers protesting for better pay. Students striking for climate action. Even someone handing out flyers. We realise this might discourage many of you from attending any protest ever again. But we're here to reassure you. That's precisely the intent. Which might seem odd coming from a party whose roots lie in the protest movement. But it makes total sense once you realise we're now the party of the oil and gas companies who own our ass. And those companies are really unhappy that some of you sprayed paint on the Santos building and peacefully protested outside a conference where they were discussing how to keep making more money from killing the world. To which we literally told them, we're at your disposal. And to prove it, this guy, who is Santos's bitch, introduced this new law the very next day. But rest assured, it definitely has nothing to do with the fact that Pete's brother works for Santos as Uh-oh. head of government relations. They have their own Full Santos. North. Also, no wow. conflict of interest with Santos. Santos sponsoring police cars in this country. Cooler. With this new law, South Australia joins other states that have recently passed laws to punish peaceful protests. Oh, no. Sure, our penalties will be the harshest in Australia, but be grateful, because as this dickhead said, in some countries you'd get your head chopped off for oh. protesting. Visit Saudi Arabia. South Australia, land of freedom, where protesting only gets you bankrupted and jailed for three months. If you'd like to support this shitfuckery, please blame the greeny lefty losers for inconveniently <laughs> disrupting traffic instead of the c**ts who are killing our mother. We oh. Love it when you fight each other instead of us. And if you don't support our new law, well, now would be the time to say, fuck this shit and peacefully protest in the streets. (laughs) Or tomorrow, it'll be illegal. This has been a message from the government of Santos. I mean, South Australia. Fuck you. Oh, wow. Authorised by the department at the disposal of gas companies. Okay. Protect protests in South Australia. It may have a protest going on, or actually it was last week. Look, I thought it was just us. I was thinking that Australia would be a possible way out, a place to go if, God forbid, the fascists win here. And the way we're going, (laughs) it's very possible. It certainly could happen. (laughs) Isn't that encouraging? But now it appears Australia, maybe not. Yes, the world is turning into the Sith Empire. We are fucked. Okay, so here's the challenge. We need a small 
but above sea level island that's hopefully, you know, empty right now that we can take over and form our own little utopian world. All of us good folks can go there. You know, in the stand, they went to Boulder, Colorado, but it's still in the United States. And if the fascists take over, well, we're fucked. Yeah, it is not just us. This thank you, Ben or (laughs) Vereen, who I keep thinking is Ben um, in the chat room. This BS is worldwide. Our challenge is bigger than we knew. (sighs) Boy, do we have our work cut out for us. Thank you for listening, everybody. Wasn't that fun? (laughs) Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to bring back somebody who was on the show a few months ago, and I was so impressed with him. He was from the Zen Education Project. This is a group, yes, that, that has a whole curriculum based on Howard Zinn's The History of the World. Um, and it's great. And they are doing this weekend a Teach Truth National Day of Action. I wrote it in my book when he was on the show a few months ago. He's going to come back on tomorrow and tell us what's happening Saturday, how you can get involved, and how we can take back control of our schools from the fascists and the book banners and the book burners <laughs> and, and make everything right again in the world. Well, correct, again in the world. All right, so um, um, uh, um, uh, Jesse Hagopian will join us tomorrow, and I'll have room, you know, time for other stuff too. Okay, well, that's it for today. Go have a good, peaceful night. Sleep sweet dreams, because all is right with the world. Or not. See you tomorrow, everyone. Oh, and fuck the fascists. <laughs>